It's time for the Orlando Lions Den Podcast with your hosts, JJ, Eddie, Cleon, and Alex Brown. to another edition of Orlando Lions Den podcast. I'm stepping in for uh, Jason, JJ, Jose today. Uh, this is Alex Brown here with my buddies Eddie the Commission and uh, Cleon. Cleon, how's it going, man? How you doing? It's going all right. We didn't lose this week. Caught a, uh, a nil-nil nil tie, right? Zero-zero. Didn't win, but we didn't lose. Yeah, some, so. Uh, so I forgot some Italian um, you know, manager said that's the perfect score in soccer. Everybody yeah. played right. Zero zero. Well, only our second uh, second shutout of the year, so we can do things right. Apparently, defensively. Eddie, how you doing today? I'm doing all right, man. A little under the weather. JJ's not with us for um, because of that as well. And JJ's dad is back out of the hospital finally. So shout out to Papa Jose. JJ is uh, hooked up on the Mucinex right now, so feel yeah. better, JJ. Uh, let's open up by uh, thanking our sponsors. We'll start off first with, uh, of course, Casey Sports Bar. We're here again. On Tuesday night for Taco Tuesday, uh, always a great time. We appreciate you guys letting us out the back room here uh, over at KC Sports Bar and uh, Field Turf USA, right, Eddie? Yeah, that's right, Field Turf USA. we got their parent company, Tarquette, who does a lot of the big pitches, a lot of the training facilities all over the world for some of the best academies all over the world. And they, they might be making a little cameo here in Orlando City Stadium soon. So good partners of ours. Thank you, Chris, and thank you, Field Turf USA. Perfect. Well, let's uh, let's dive right in. Let's talk about this Houston game here. Obviously, a uh, I, I guess you'd say a, a pretty boring one, nil nil tie. I mean, it had its its moments of excitement, but overall, not a lot of uh, chances of to you know that were created. 
Uh, I think we had a, a couple of quality chances that, that could have gone in. Um, but, you know, once again, Orlando City just kind of in that spell where, we, where we've been all year. Uh, let's let's start with Cleon. I want to hear your takes. Uh, I want to hear what we think about Houston zero zero draw. Obviously, we had some new faces in the lineup, some old faces in the lineup, some literally old faces in the lineup. <laughs> uh, give give me your your summons on on what you thought. Yeah, I mean the first big thing is everybody saw as soon as the lineups came out. Um, two noticeable things: Adam Grinwins, Ginger Ninja himself. Was getting his first start, and um, I believe they had Will out in the wing. That threw everybody for a loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right mid. I thought it was one of those fake things. Uh, I even, I mean, uh, Ryder had said, "Why is he in the ring wing?" And I'm like, "He's not going to end up being there. It's going to be Sasha because all his pitchers are wrong. I mean, all the the club's little lineup pitchers are always come out wrong." But Reader was right. He stayed out in the wing. It was a very defensive setup. He said, and that's kind of how the game went. Yeah, we also had uh, we also had Asquez. He was back in the midfield again. I'm sure. I'm not sure he he knows what he wants to do with Asquez as far as what position. Maybe he's maybe he's uh, evaluating still. Um, yeah. Not myself. He seems uh, he's. I keep every time I see him there. Um, I keep thinking to myself, he seems like he's being wasted as a center back. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't do anything outstanding this last game or anything like that he's played solid but i mean um technically and and skill wise he 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 seems to be a little more of a of a maybe a a holding six or something like that than than the center back uh he seems to play well maybe in a three back or something like that he you know he'd probably be fine um as far as the center backs i'm not sure man i I don't even know what to do anymore we had we had uh lamine back yeah that was nice to see i think it was He's missed a ton of games, man. Yeah, he, I think for Asquez, I'd like to see him in that midfield, like right where he was. Uh, you know, he shows a lot of promise that we maybe haven't seen to actually take over the attack uh, and get into positions. You know, he did have uh, one one point in the game, second half, I believe, uh, where he got into a, a pretty solid position and um, ended up feeding, I think, Sasha, and it just didn't didn't work out didn't go in the goal um but overall i think i think he's shown more promise at that uh center mid position um and i, I really i'd really hope for him to him to kind of stay there what do you think eddie yeah i i agree i mean our, our defensive mid is is kind of clogged up as it is right now but um you know that creates competition and we'll see who who kind of comes out of it i think asquiz has a really nice mental acumen he, he seems to read the game pretty well at times Seems to cut off some passing lanes. He seems to be in good spots. He's physical enough where he's very physical where he's not scared of taking people on, putting putting in a, a strong tackle. And he's athletic enough to recover and move the ball forward. He's got actual use of both feet, which not all our players actually do. So um And he does have some good closing speed as well. I saw He some. does, good recovery speed. You saw that in center back. Someone yeah. will get by and you you you, I, you gotta watch the little things you're like he intercepted a pass but why did he pass it to him or did he read the game did he cut off a lane was there a pass that was gonna happen that didn't happen because he read it those are the things I like to watch and Asquiz does that quite a bit and that's impressive to me and then signing being back this is probably the best back line we're, that we that we should have had all year yep. on paper this is what the back line was supposed to look like with Scott Sutter on the right right back with and Munir on the 
as left back in Sutter and Sane, and this is our first clean sheet. Second. Uh, uh, sorry, first clean sheet since Philadelphia. Yeah, with, Remember that? with those guys. Yeah, guys, think back to the Mueller goal where he just kind of just shoved the goal in there, right, and then Dwyer had that nice chip Yep. back when he could finish one-on-one chances. Yep. Those were the glory days. And that was, was right-footed. Yeah, it was right-footed, too, uh, over Andre Blake as well, one of the best keepers in the league. Um, that was our last clean sheet, and um, and this is this is it's good to see that. And and Lamine Sane coming back hurts your theory about Shane O'Neill, Alex. Is, there's they're not you know. I look, think I saw somebody look a little different saying that Amro that Shane O'Neill is better than Amro Tarek. I have literally no idea where that comes from. Um, like people, did that guy have an O and apostrophe? Watching wa- rewatching games, or like at least like rewatching not the highlights, or at least like the mm-hmm. the condensed game, which I found for the first time because I was I needed to watch the game. Mm-hmm. That really helps, but like just watch that and look at Shane O'Neill. I mean, the guys. I can understand why he's playing, but he's not as good as any of our other center backs. And Lamine Sané, like we said, with the pedigree that we expected for him to have, it's glad I'm glad to see him finally showing up. Uh, I hope that he can be something for next year. You yeah. know, obviously, because that's be nice to to build a foundation uh, for that. Let's talk about we, we're talking about the clean sheet, right? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Grinwis. I mean, I didn't see. He wasn't really put to the, the test a lot, which, once again, is testament to Sané and Spectre and those guys holding it down. But uh, when he was, he, he had a pretty good, he had a pretty solid performance. He had that one eh, mishap, kind of got away with the VAR. Kind of, it was really a bang-bang play if he had possession or not of the ball. And then he had the nice save uh, on the breakaway. Did you think, you think he maybe earned at least, obviously, a starting, starting spot for the next game but but what about for the rest of the season Cleon? well i mean uh, apparently it, it depends on how he plays his next game because i i thought once he switched out edwards he was going to just switch right back at the next bad game but he did yep. um so who knows how long grinwin's leash is going to be um as far as grumman's being tested or anything no he got tested he got tested a lot um how many, how many shots were on frame i feel like alex there was the one-on-one save that was brilliant. That yep. was on Ellis. I mean, Ellis. That was that saved the game. And then Specter got you know he cleared out that rocket shot. I'm pretty sure he's got CTE now. I think uh, Grinnell might have one. still had that covered though. Still, I, I mean, think so had, too. I think Specter was covered. right in front of him. Yep. Yeah, there. and he had besides that not just saves, but there was a lot of times where he he it's his, more about his movement. Oh, um, he, yeah. he wasn't just stationary in the goal. He came out a lot of times to where um, balls were getting dropped over the top into the box and he will come sprinting out and covering him up. Um, he did it a lot during that game. Um, to, so it's not just all about, you know, just the actual st- shots themselves, but there was a lot of times where um, balls were coming, were coming down that end in dangerous positions with, uh, you know, one V ones and stuff like that. And he was getting to him and he was, uh, he was getting on top of a lot of these uh, balls that a lot of times you wouldn't really see, a guy like Bendik really come out and get. Yeah. Well, he seems, you know, really athletic. He's not that young. He's 27 as well. He's just like a within a month of Oral Edwards' age. So, you know, but he, he that first play where he, he basically blew it and got away with it, um, uh, he, he, maybe it's just nerves, you know. He was in front of the wall. Yeah. It was his first match. No, I even had to, I even had to second guess myself. I'm like, can you pass it back into your goal outside the box? And put your hands on it, which you can. But at first, I was like, "Wait a second, 
what did he do there? Because I expected the worst. And and we've seen really bad goals by every keeper. And I was like, well, I guess every keeper just does a boneheaded play. But after that, I think he settled down nicely. And I think someone on Twitter brought to attention some some kind of leadership from him. And one of them was, I believe, on a free kick. I think it was a Spectre one where I thought that was a bad call where they gave Spectre the yellow yep. right on top of the box. Yep. That Grinowitz had like actually kicked the post to get the attention of Will Johnson to get in the lineup. And Will Johnson's like the vet's vet, like the team suck up or whatever. And he, he this is his first start. And he's over there yelling at him to get in position. That's good to see. For I mean, me, mm-hmm. I don't. I still won't. Something had to, else had to happen with Earl because I, I, I just. Well, Earl had that ankle thing. Remember, he left one game because of that. That's it. I mean, it must have been some. I don't know if it could have. Been was that the last? Was that the last time he's been in? Or no, he, no, he, he came back after one that. after that, and maybe he just didn't move well that game. That was the bad game. The point is, maybe I mean, they're just like you know what we Bendick, saw enough. Bendik has this long leash and had this long leash, like like Cleon saying, I, I guess it's still his first mistake. For me. I don't understand that because, like, from the coaching perspective, he's going to make a mistake. Like, like, well, like we're saying, he comes out. You know, he's making these daring attempts on the ball, and and he's making what appears to be positive movements on the ball in the box. But eventually, as a young buck, you know, he's probably going to mess one of those up. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather have him do it now when the games really don't matter. Yeah. But as a coach, it's how are you going to? respond to when he does that you know are you going to give him the confidence say hey learn from your mistake or are you going to sit him down wipe out his confidence and now are we going to be you know searching for a keeper again in the in the in the offseason which i think either way we're going to be searching for a keeper yeah but. i would say the same yeah so th- th- that brings up a good point so like this lineup had a lot of people scratching their head right where's Coman? where's mueller right M- mueller why isn't he getting minutes mueller's got a ton of minutes we'll talk more about who's got minutes and what this year um well Cleon's got some some great numbers on that Mueller's got a ton of minutes we don't really need to see more Mueller in my opinion not that it'll be bad I'm just saying it's he's gotten plenty of minutes um and so what do you what do you think is the point of this this lineup if he's not going to give people long leashes or young or just getting starts then then what's the point of of these lineups what's O'Connor trying to accomplish what do you think uh Cleon like with the setup he's doing what, what do you think with the four dms and they got a bunch of junk about that from MLS and the age of the players and all that. What do you think about that? Well, they get junk from me about that. I mean, mm-hmm. the the I'm I'm not a fan of that at all. With the it's just it's too many man. It's it's too many defensive midfielders in the in the game at all times. It's it's I, I don't personally I don't like it. You know me. I'm I I want goals. The worst part I is like is attack. That's I don't literally that. like that's almost our best eleven, and we have yeah. four defensive midfielders in it, and it's just. At the end of the day, it comes down to who put that roster together. Yeah. Who, who knowingly said, these are the guys I want, and continuously goes after your guys, and your best 11 includes eight defenders, eight primary defensive mids or defenders. Yeah. Now, yeah. yeah, now Yoshi plays defensive mid for us. He's not doesn't mean he's definitely just a defensive mid. He, he's been a left you know, midfielder in a, in a three midfield plenty of times, so that, that's not a defensive mid. Per se, so let's even subtract him from the defensive mid. That's still a whole bunch. And, it, and like I said, when I saw practice, Will Johnson did look better than other people. Is he better than Chris Mueller at right wing? No, I don't think so. But the fact that he does look like one of our best eleven players just shows how sucky our roster is. And that's part of the problem. Now, I also think that if in a different circumstances, James O'Connor would have been lauded for this formation or setup, in the sense that. I mean, it almost looked like a road 
setup right where we're playing for like a draw because of how defensive it was. But Houston did rock us four to zero last year. They did kill our fullbacks last year, especially Scott Sutter. And having Will Johnson on, on the right hand side could um, attacking or pressing high can keep their fullbacks up and can force their wingers into a little bit of defense. And um, both Yuri and Asquiz were, were going out wide, as well as Sane to, to help out and keep the, the wingers at bay. And when Sane would do that, Asquiz or Yuri would, would go centrally and help out Spectre. So defensively, it was sound. That's how we, we didn't get a clean shit by accident. This team completely, completely crushed us 4-0 last time. And it because we, we just got outcoached and they were flying at us with a ton of space. So credit to O'Connor on, on that, I guess. Lisa shows some tactical acumen. But it was boring. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know how you expect to score goals with that, that 11 that was put on the field. You don't. That's why we didn't. Yeah. Yep, but we still had chances. Dom had a one-on-one. If Yoshi finds out he has a right foot, he gets a goal. If Sasha had a shred of athleticism, he would have reached that Yoshi pass. Yep. Right? Remember remember the, the winter Lewis-Neal give-and-go? Neal kind of against uh, SKC? Neil passes in front of Winter, but Winter has athleticism, stretches out and dinks it near post past the keeper. That was the same kind of thing. But Sasha's just not athletic enough to stick a foot out a little far, farther and just dink that in. Because Yoshi put it on the platter for him, man. That's tough in this league because it's transitioning to all athleticism. I mean, yeah. it's it's raw talent. That's what you need to survive and be good and and win games. And yeah. we have, you know. With Will Johnson and Sasha on the on the field and the pitch, we just have like raw sores and raw bones and just it's, old. <laughs> I mean, with for me, that is the best eleven except the goalkeeper. So I guess your best ten out minus Will Johnson. Put Higita in at the right mid. There you have your best eleven, right? So we, yeah, you, you wouldn't put Mueller in the best eleven. I'll take Higuita over Mueller at right mid at that eight position. Yeah, then right that gives now. yeah three defensive mids, not counting Yoshi. You know, that, yeah, no, you take out Will Johnson for Higuita, who has been more of a eight than a six this year, more of an, a not a defensive mid. I mean, he's yeah. he's been attacking, getting in that, and and in all honesty, that's you could tell that if if he was working, if Jason Christ was working on anybody, it might have been Higuita to be that guy because he Christ might have known that we needed some scoring and that we weren't going to get scoring. So yeah. I mean, Higuita has shown up for the team this year. Uh, I think Cleon's got some extra stats about that, but overall, I think for for Higita, he has to be in the best eleven. There's no, I mean, I don't, I'm sorry, Mueller. If, I think Mueller once again needs to be playing up top. Um, I don't like him isolated out on one side. I, I like him. I would like to see him playing up top with Dom or, or in some sort of fashion in a one-two punch type of deal. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm fine with that. He, I think he could. He he's a good passer. He he's got a lot of what is he? How many assists does he have? Six. Something this like year, that. right? He's second. Um, Mueller has like six assists, I believe. We right. knew he was. They a might be MLS assists if he got six. I don't know. Well, either way, he's he's being involved in the buildup. Him being like like where Sasha is, where he, he he gets up, he gets up pretty high. Would be would be fine. He led the end NCAA in assists. He's a guy who 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 has vision and can move it, and and he could attack and take people on. I don't know if he's got the pace on the wings. He gets caught plenty of times, so. I think that'll be a good position to see him come in at for sure. I don't know. I guess I'm a little less optimistic. About what? With, I guess with the Mueller thing. Yeah. Um, I don't think his pace is really an issue. He's not fast. He's not slow either. He's just yeah. – he's, he's fast enough. 
Um, he's fast enough. It's more, you know, it's it's more. Uh, his he needs to tighten up with his 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 dribbling and stuff like that. In decision making um, too, I think he takes people on too much sometimes. Holds on to the ball late at times. When he does pass, he has good vision. I think he should pass sooner most of the time. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have that much of a problem with him taking people on. I mean, to me, that's his job. That's what you should be doing. Um, just he, he's got to start getting a lot of these shots on frame, and some he just got to do a little better getting them off, yeah. um, getting them off cleanly, and and, and getting the space. I, I see him trying to do it. Um, maybe it'll get better with time. Yeah, remember at, when he did, when he was scoring, and everyone's like, he's going to get double digit goals. The last goal was that Philadelphia um, the clean sheet that he has. That was in April. That's his last goal, yeah. right? We're saying, hey, let's bring in Coman and Mueller to get goals. Coman, Mueller hasn't scored since April. And in almost six months. I mean, Coman has one goal to hit off Coman's was a fluke. Yeah, so <laughs> we, we don't have goals on the bench. Exactly. Pino has one less goal than Chris Mueller. Stefano Pino, the same amount of goals in all competitions. He's got more than both of them. Yeah, he's got – yeah, he's got yeah, exactly. He's got the same amount in all competitions as Mueller if you count the Miami FC game. So the, we don't have goals on the bench and that that's an issue. What I think is Mueller back then was saying Dom told him when you get in the box to shoot it and since then he's been hesitant to shoot and I think he takes one too many touches at the wrong time. So anyway, so Yeah, but even even that, I mean, I can't even blame that on him cuz it's we shouldn't even have been relying on him to score his goals anyway. Dude's a rookie. So it's, we it's, ran him to the ground, man. Yeah, so it's he's been great. Yeah, yeah. It's like you said. It it goes back to roster building. I don't yeah. see how this wasn't more of this wasn't obvious, right? Yeah. To the people building the team, it's like who the heck was going to score? And you know, you, now you think about it. Remember the draft? They were like, we wanted someone to contribute right away, but like, dang, like that sounds terrible now. Why, would you any any really good team getting a guy that can contribute right away? I mean, it's it's cool if they do because you hit on your pick, but maybe just to not to to this degree. And it almost seems like they they knew, like you said, they they knew it. So they're like, man, we got to nail this because we need someone who's going to be like an a, a impact sub or a starter. Yeah, but that's crazy. Even for me, why is our why are our signings always defensive mids and center backs and and. If you think about it, we do not make attacking signings. That's true. We don't. It, what's our, we don't bring in strikers. We don't bring in wingers. We well, I mean, that's what Pino and Coman were. Yeah, we're but I mean, even, even Pino, I mean, that was from NASL. I'm talking about like where you actually went out and spent yeah. some real money to try to, you the, know what I mean? I'm talking about money we spent for uh, Lamine Sané. Oh, money we spent on. Yeah, Beast um, was super cheap. Yeah, Beast was, you know, that was a hookup because, you know, Kaka. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, exactly. um. That that's what I mean. Like, why haven't we gone out and and looked for signings like that? The one times where we brought people in, even like MPG, and that was an attacker, but it's an attacker that can't score goals. The same as Question. Well, uh, it's Col- almost like they're ask, looking for it. Ask Goman. Is Goman yeah, more Goman's more MPG than 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 any than Adrian Winter right now? Who was the last real attacker we bought with any kind of real money? Right, Adrian yeah, Winter. Even Winter even Winter wasn't like a goal scorer like that. So. Mm-hmm. It was, don't tell the um, fans, but yeah, he scored. He scored some goals and and attacked and and he would contribute on the offense in a, in a positive way. I mean, he was a good player, but yeah, so far Coman is is like a, you know, just a, a young DP version of MPG and that and he he I don't know I don't know what the the point is so far, but he's so young that it doesn't bother me like it bothers other people. 
But you're right. Why don't we just take some flyers on some attackers? Why don't we have a surplus of attackers? Why do we have like eight defensive mids? I mean, it's literally they're like, the where's Cam where Lindley? Like, because we have like eight people. In front oh, of oh them. yeah, I forgot we went and got at Cam Lindley too. We went out and spent money on that. We, uh, we gave up a right back who's young and Yuri. And I mean, it's just unbelievable. It's literally to me. The more that we talk about it, and the more that I look back on like our interview with Leitai last week, it's like who had who told us he had nothing to do with roster roster anything and like he doesn't uh, confirm he didn't wasn't responsible for just a Yeah, that he doesn't camera. look at scouting reports <laughs> he doesn't check all that that's not his job he doesn't know players until they show up at the stadium ready to sign a contract that's that's his job yeah i mean and for 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 me somebody has to be responsible for putting together the laughing stock of a roster that we have i mean at this point we're literally one center back or one center defensive mid signing away from being a laughing stock like not just in Orlando but across the whole United States of, of soccer community because of how much of a joke our roster is put together I mean for me it's not only the worst in MLS but arguably now that you when you're looking at it it's one of the worst I've ever seen in professional sports to put together a roster like this. It's like having a, it's like having uh, a NBA uh, getting the NBA a team and then having four point guards. Or having four centers what, what, or three four. point no. guards would have been able to score. No, 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 but not like those. Yeah, point yeah, guards. there you go. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, let, let's let's get three. There were like five no, no. centers out there. Yeah, or something. He, we would. Yeah, we'd give like like we we would bring in the point guards like Mark Jackson, who's like six points. Oh wait, I, I, they sorry, all come guys. out there and just pass to each other. No, yeah, sorry guys, I already we already have a perfect example. The Magic, they get they go out two years ago and get Biombo and Gordon and every guy and their mother that's over yeah. six foot eleven. Yeah, yeah, how many games have they won? Six That's, or eleven? Yeah, and they, they, they can't they can't score, and then you have to pitch a perfect defensive game. You have to pitch pitch a perfect game and hope you win one zero. Like yeah, you got to allow seventy eight points. And for us, for Orlando City, we have to allow one goal maximum, and then we'll hope for a win. Yeah, we'll hope, hope we can we'll score hope Dom two. scores. Just, just for me, it's just they. It's just it's a mindset change that needs to happen. Like with mm-hmm. with the roster building itself. Whoever's responsible for it, whether it's Nikki, whether it's the coach, whether it's whoever it is, mm-hmm. there needs to be like a, a a change in mindset, and you need to go the out cult, there. And you that, need to that's get. the culture right there. Like that, that's part of Orlando City culture right now. The type of players that we get, defenders, not good, no attackers. Yeah, that, that's the out. culture of Orlando City, and that's unfortunate. It's terrible. It's I mean, like they're going out and they're looking, they're they're getting people in. Oh, whoever, who was the captain on their last team, or who was. Who knows how to win in MLS? Who who runs really hard? Who who's a you know a good listener? They who, definitely know who can dribble, who can dribble pass and shoot. That's what I want to know. Yeah, yeah, for who real. Who can dribble pass and shoot? I'm like, there's this guy in a hole. Does he not get along with his team? But he scores double digit goals. Bring him on, please. Bring him on, anybody. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't care. You look at O'Connor's teams, USL. They attacked. They attacked a lot. Uh, I think when he's talking about mentality, and he keeps talking about decision making. And you read that the last thing, he's like, I think we had chances, he says. I think if you look at the chances we had, Dom had two one-on-ones against Kansas City. I think we've had opportunities to score. I don't necessarily see it as a real concern. Okay, we could debate that. But he's pointing out and called out Dom, right? He says, we just need to be a little bit more clinical, take them. For us, it's not something that I could really be concerned about. But he talked about mentality as well, about you know just, just having the cojones to shoot knowing when to shoot, be technical, right? Just like the Clint Dempsey, just try stuff. I got no problem right? with that. I yeah, mean, so call out your players. Dom, exactly. we, we pay, think, Dom Dwyer gets paid to score goals, and when you're not scoring goals, like if you're the sole striker and you get a one-on-one, you have to convert that. You have to. Joseph Martinez, 
converts those at an 80% clip. Yeah. Okay, and that's why Atlanta's so good because, yeah, they have great guys passing the ball to them, and they, and they can work the ball around. And they, they got great coaching, but when the time comes to shit or get off the pot, he does it. Yeah. He scores the goal. You know yeah. what I mean? And for Dom Dwyer, you gotta you got to put the ball into the back of the net, and that has been a huge part of why we can't win games or tie games or or when we were going when we had the losing streak it was a big part of why we couldn't get off the losing streak because yes. he had plenty of opportunities to get us a draw or even get us a win and Dwyer misses a one on one and then literally the team falls apart like Cleon's been saying all year like any sort of adversity just the team just falls apart so i mean it is a positive that you haven't really been seeing that lately other than the Chicago game where the team just fell apart but for me what i don't like is is the fact that they have him out there and he's the only threat there. Yeah. So teams are just teams are just taking him away. Yeah, Who else is going to do something? They're not worried about Sasha dribbling in the box. He's looking for somebody to pass to backwards. They're not worried about him. He's not going to shoot. <laughs> yeah. Sasha had a um, clear one. Uh, Coleman, clear. If Coleman comes in, he's they know he's not going to shoot. He's just going to dribble or around he, in a circle. He'll shoot it from far. Then he'll be right back. It. They probably yeah. don't even shake. After a while, they have to get the scouting report. They're going to stop even chasing him. Like they'll be like, he'll be right back. He's gonna go around in a circle. He'll be right I'm, back. I'm I'll stay you, right here. I'm telling you, Mo Mo is so quick and so good at times dribbling that he still manages his, manages to create space when every team plays him going to his left. And they Mo's know the only it. one. They they own. Then they still know it, and he still creates space. That's all. That's all. Like talented he is. Even when he cuts right, he uses his left foot. When you cut away from someone, you're you're trying to create space from the their body and the ball. But he uses the side. Of, he uses the foot closer to the defender. He just moved away from. It's just it's, these are things that are like your coach. You're like, what are you doing? I, you, I have a seven year old, you know, and I'm just like, make sure the ball's on the side away from the defender. These are little things that the team doesn't doesn't do. Kind of like throwing doing throw-ins to the foot of your own player. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Player. We I had to coach the first game, and we this is the first year they do throw-ins, and we forgot to practice it. And they were like five for five because I was like, throw it to your team. Yeah. And they did that. They were, they were so proud of them. Good good job, girls. Four or nothing. Clean sheet. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, look, look at this stat. Dom has 12 of, of Orlando City's 40 goals, 30% of the team's goals. Um, we have 20 of the 25 points this season. 25 points this season. Oh my God. Have come in games where Dwyer has scored. Orlando City 6-3-2 and two when Dwyer scores. And 1-15-2. and two. Five points when he doesn't score or doesn't play. It was the same with Laren. Yeah, it was, the and same. we were yeah. we were built the same way. Yeah, and and then right now, yes, it's amazing he has twelve goals on such a crappy team. But if we're built defensively, maybe we'll do a little better and be less exposed if we have a one nothing lead, because a lot of these one on one chances are early. To me, that's not that right. amazing. Twelve goals is not that amazing. Now, it's, His expected every goals game, on the season has to be way higher than twelve. Yeah. His expected goals. It's just he doesn't get that many shots. His 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 accuracy, you know, percent of goal based on shots is, is you know it's been going down lately, but it was pretty high. Um, and he doesn't get a lot of service, right? But that being said, if a lot of these one on one chances are early, and if we're we, we have eleven defensive midfielders out there, right? How, it, we might look a little better holding the lead if we get a lead. So those are, you know, we don't know how, how a goal like that can change the game if we get a tie. How many times did we get a goal that we thought we, we were going to tie 
And then um, all of a sudden, you know, VAR takes it away or does an offsides, and it just changes the team. Or, or, you know, we get excited. You see a pep in the step when the team ties. Or we, we score first very rarely all season. Dom's had many, plenty of opportunities to change the dynamic of the game with a goal and one-on-one chances. So he's not getting a lot of chances, but he's getting pretty good ones, which is why those expected goal numbers are the way you say they are, Alex. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely getting... I mean, Dom would... If we had Dom Dwyer here right now, he would tell you that he's finishing poor and that he's not getting it done and that he's disappointed with himself. I guarantee you he's not happy with his play. I guarantee you. No, he's not. He's frustrated. Some of it wears down on him. He's he's getting battered. He's getting beaten. He's getting double teamed. I mean, he's got to be frustrated. I don't have a problem with him. It's it, it it's comes frustrated. Out, it's just it's a you know the, the, the form of the team. He was the exception. Now he's just part of the the form. Sometimes, if you're Dom, you're like, guys, can we win something when I don't score? Can yeah, you guys exactly. pull something up? You know, like well, there was can we you had, help me out. We yeah. Dom Dwyer missed a one on one versus Houston. He had that Fine. that header that was saved on the yeah. corner too. He had one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But I don't care if he has none of those opportunities. Sasha Kleshin had three great chances. Yeah. One well, of those should, no, undoubtedly should be in the back of the net. For sure. Undoubtedly. Uh, Yoshi had one or two chances that, at the minimum, one of them should be in the back of the net. Will Johnson, he, you know, he put some, they look dangerous. I think he got one of four on frame or something. But, you know, we, we, someone's got to score some kind of goal from outside. This, all the teams that win get contributions from other people. Comes back you know? again to... Again, it comes back to roster building. Yes. Roster building, roster building. You don't have a guy like, I hate to say this because he killed us earlier, but you know, you don't have a guy like Harry Ship in Columbus where you can bring him off the bench. He doesn't do anything, but people know that he can ding bangers in from out from from out deep and he hasn't done much in his career if anything but he can he scores bangers and we don't have anybody that's ever scored a banger that can go let me step up to this guy or like alan gordon right chicago right yeah you know you have you have guys around the league who are just you know let me who are you you have to step up like a like the for the old uh, galaxy um uh, Juninho, who's yeah. A, yeah, remember? I mean, that was the same way, you know. Or you Mike McCaffrey, was it Mike McCaffrey or whatever? That guy, he was like with Chicago and the Galaxy. He yep. was just, he would just, just come in and just score a goal. Or Will Bruin, Will Bruin, guys like that, or just one. come in and they just, or Mullins has had done that in his career. Yep, or just come in and just, just score. That's what Pino was supposed to be. But you know, he gets a great shot, a chance in the box, and he he falls down. Shout out to uh, Raymond and Marima in section one thirty four. Literally hear them say when Pino gets the ball, I usually think it's Marima screams, "Don't fall down, Pino," because yeah. that's what we expect. I mean, that's that's, like, that's I don't crap. Understand. So Dom's like, "Okay, I missed the one on one, but dang, someone you have me to out. shoot from outside the box. The one on ones cannot be the only chance for you to score goals. Yeah, sure, Dwyer needs to score those more often, but yeah, Dwyer needs to get. Maybe he'll make those one on ones more often if he has a few clean up easy rebound yeah. goals you know if he gets a few easy header and get, gets you know follow-up goals you know if he gets a few just walk in you know layups that that's how he's made his living like like poaching and just being in the right spot and just having sneaky movement in the box but he's not even getting a rebound right? opportunity he's not he's not he can't do his movement in the box because we're not getting around the box to pass it to him yep. so what makes dom dwyer dom dwyer he he he's not hasn't had hasn't had the opportunity to to use his strengths in a positive, and, and he still managed to get 12 goals, you know? So it's just... And that's just the... We need, like... I know we bring him up. The, the, the Just the Rivas mentality. Shoot. Just shoot the ball. 
from the outside yeah. the box. On frame. On frame would be great. Just give me the mentality, though. I would love to have somebody just with the mentality because we don't even have a player with that mentality in the game at all, even maybe on the roster at this point that will shoot from anywhere inside your half if you give him space. Yeah, the, the closest might be uh, Scott Sutter. That's or, it. Yeah. Scott Sutter, who's your right back. Yeah. That's not good. You cannot be a successful club if you're if you're most if your biggest chance for, for a goal from outside the box is your right back. It's you're 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 dead in the water right there. You don't I'm not asking for Luka Modric to walk through the door. Yeah. I'm just asking for somebody that demands a little bit of respect. Yeah, yeah, for just real. a little bit of respect when you're in that range right outside the box where like maybe as a center back I should step up and leave Dom Dwyer. Right here. Mm-hmm. I know Dom Dwyer's yeah. trying to run behind me, but maybe I need to step up and Create block space. this guy because this guy's about to shoot. I can't give him this much space. Yeah. You know, but we don't have that right now. And and that's where Don Dwyer's elite. When you give him a little bit of space yep. in a box, Don Dwyer will put those in, get his confidence back, and then maybe he'll make those one on ones. Right now, he, he can't shake off the cobwebs because he gets two shots a game. You know what I mean? So, you know, maybe he's just rusty. He's, I don't know. I don't know. It's just frustrating. I mean, to drone on about this, but, I mean, where, where are the goals coming from? We, Cleon said at the beginning of the year, where are the goals going to come from? And that might have been the best prediction, even better than J.J.'s. Orlando City's not making the playoffs. He threw it against the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Let's uh, – I know you got some Higita stats on you. And I think Higita has been our second best goal scorer this year. Third best goal, goal yeah, scorer this year. Most amount of goals. Sasha's in second. what twelve hundred minutes, half half minutes. So, I, I uh, the, the I wrote a piece earlier and at the very beginning of the year about Higita, and I've always been a huge fan of Christian Higita, and it was pretty simple about his points per game that that Orlando City averages with him on the pitch versus without him on the pitch, the goal differential with him on the pitch and without him on the pitch, and. Uh, Cleon has some some updated numbers for us. I think. Yeah, it's it's holding true once again this season. Um, I, I I went to look it up because I, I've seen and you know a lot of times we get in these debates. Then then uh, you know is Carlos Asco as a defensive midfielder? Then you know who do we who who do we put on the field? Who if we only have three mids out there, who should be out there? Should it be yeah. Yoshi? Who should it drop? be? Um, Asquez, if, you, if you're going to put Asquez at the six, who should be the other one? Should it be Will? Should it be Higita? Should it be Rossell? Um, for me, um, I while I think Rossell has played well, um, well, let me rephrase it. Since he's played better than uh, he was early in the season, for me, he just doesn't – I don't see impact on the game. I don't see it. I, and I, from the time he's been here, I, I have not. Um well, you're Somebody, not the only one seeing no impact from Yuri. I think the stats do as well because we saw the Orlando City UK guys retweet and think we have with Yuri on the field with playing more than 30 minutes, oh, two and 14. So two points in yeah. um, 48 games or 48 points possible, two that we've gotten with Yuri on the field. So, I mean, obviously not directly to blame, but. The Gita stats are much better. Now, remember, Bobby Warsaw is the one who said that. Yeah, and, that, and uh, our biggest signing is going to be Yuri Rossell because he's going to make the team click and be the metronome. Not, not a knock on him, but his impact was uh, overstated by Bobby Warsaw and others. Yeah, for me, it seems like he's he's more of just a system type of guy. You know what I mean? Like you just want him there, um, and he he'll do his job. 
He'll do his job. He'll complete, you know, he'll complete passes here. He'll complete them there. For the most part, that's what everyone does. Um, he, he doesn't do anything great. He's not really doing anything terrible either. He just, he just doesn't impact the game for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've said over and over that, um, for me, Christian Aguila has been the most impactful player on that team. And the numbers have always been there to, to back that up. Um, from year one to year two to year three to year four. You're talking about a massive, massive difference in between uh, goals allowed in, and for some reason even goals scored. And before this season, I, you wouldn't even understand why. And I honestly, I don't really understand completely why. This season has been a little more obvious because um, he has been freed up a little more to participate. Um, but the numbers, the numbers even for this season um, – in a total of 2,610 minutes on the season, that's 29 games, we've scored about 40 goals, given up 66. 20, negative 26 goal difference. Um, with Higita on the pitch in only 12, in uh, 1,273 minutes, we've scored 20 goals and allowed 26, negative 6 goal difference. Uh, that's 1.41 goals a game scored per 90. And 1.84 allowed per 90, which, mind you, 1.84, that's not good. Um, but when you look and you see how we fare when he's not there, when he's either subbed off or not playing, in 1,337 minutes, we've scored 20, the same as when he is on, and we've allowed 40 for a negative uh, 20 goal difference. The goal scored with him on is 1.35 per 90 uh, goals allowed, which is where it always shows up 2.69 goals per 90 with him off. And it's a, it's not a fluke thing. This is what happens every single year. You can go back and look up the numbers. It happens every single year. And it's, it's too much data for it to be a coincidence when, when he's on the pitch and off, that is a massive difference. That is massive. When you're talking about one going from one, eight, four, a game to 2.69. So that's I'm, a massive difference. And it's, and it's, this is over four seat. This is now what the fourth season. Yeah. He's the only line that's been here since day one. Yeah. Us. This is going on the fourth oh, season. Oh, and Edwards, and this stat is held up yeah. the entire time he's been here. Yeah. I got without you. fail. But Cleon, all the red cards, what happened? Yeah. All three of them. Here's four your, years. Uh, <laughs> so, so coming into this year, our total, uh, when Higito was on the field minutes that he was on the field, uh, we were plus eight goal differential coming into this year. So we're minus six this year. So we're still plus two. In yeah. our MLS existence, we're positive two goal difference in every minute that Higita's on the field. When Higita's not on the field, we are now negative 62 goal differential in four years. Negative 62. We were negative 42 heading into the year. Now we're negative 62 goal differential when he's not on the on the pitch. So right now, the, just to put it in context... Orlando City has 40 goals that they've scored in the whole entire year this year. Yeah. So if, if no one scored against us this year, we scored 40 goals and had an entire season of clean sheets, we'd still be negative 22 60. in the hole. So there's a 64-goal <laughs> difference from uh, Hagita neg- off the field to yeah. on field in four negative years. 20. I mean, literally, you cannot put more value on a player statistically than that. Obviously, we wish that he could play more minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but uh, he's played 1,273 minutes. I'm looking at Cleon's sheet here, and we've given up 26 goals. Yeah. And then we've only played 13-37 without him, so only 60 more minutes than, than when he's been on and given up literally 14 more goals than when he's when he's on the field. That's the uh, goal of it, you know? No, you know, and the difference. I mean, yeah, yeah, literally the difference. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable to me. I think uh, he's, def- a- he's definitely got to be there. I would love yeah, to see with him, Asquez, and, and Yoshi, that to me would be the yeah. core midfield. That to me is one I of would- the best midfields in MLS. Yeah. That is what you need to build this team around. Mm-hmm. Put Higita, put Yoshi, and, and, your, and your two eight spots, and put Asquez in your sixth spot. Yeah. I don't care if you run the diamond, but those – that no. three, yeah, those three midfielders right there, those can be the key to literally. A, the, there's no reason that you should the, not the, be in the MLS the, playoffs at those three. You know what's very suitable for them is what I said at the beginning that Barcelona four three three defensive shape that would be perfect. Yes. Right, Igita Asquez exactly. Yoshi, babe, the little triangle. That's what I said from the beginning of the year. That's the shape I wanted to see as a healthy midfield that. Literally can compete as Yo- one of the best midfielders in MLS. Y- Yoshi could could roam right there, and uh, you know, and Asquez has been Asquez has been good. The South really American good. crew too, you know. Yeah, they they, they get along. Yeah. They they talk. Yo- Yoshi, look at last game. Yoshi passed Asquez a ton. Was looking for him. They 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 connect. And, and him he, and Igita, Yoshi and Igita's numbers are. If you were to isolate them, are even better with them together. I was just about to say. They, that's what I was about to say. Um, Yoshi. His chemistry with Aguita versus his chemistry with whoever else is over there, yeah. even his chemistry with, with Clushton, who they seem to clash for some reason, yeah. Yoshi and Clushton. But um, him and Aguita, they, they, when they're together, we click. Yeah. We click. And it's been that case. That's been the case all season long. And when he's not there and when, or, or when the pairing's off or something like that, it just it just doesn't work. We we talked about that how we don't like Yuri would, would go higher. We didn't know like Igita wasn't he was caught up high, so the midfield was left vulnerable. Seemed like Yoshi and Igita knew when to go up and down of the pitch, and then really work work off each other well. And now we we had that interview with Leitan. We thank Diogo Kochko for making it happen. We thank Alex for for spending time with us, right? And uh, we we feel we've heard a lot. You've seen a lot on Twitter and, and all this stuff about about some extra stuff we've heard right from from sources about how much um Flavius committed to the team how much you know they had to pay a fine to get rid of Jason Christ after the board fired him and, and Flavio himself went and did the deed because he's the one that wanted Christ really at the beginning they put a lot of blame on Christ for, for these things there's going to be a lot of roster turno- turnover coming up here coming soon right but the question is do we we I'm sorry. The question is, do we feel good about the talent scouting our team has? The Pontenor even talked about that we have an open spot for for uh, you know what's technical director, and Alex said that they were talking about adding to that and adding scouts, right? So we know Alex and Flavio are committed. Um, they spent money. They've they've done a bunch of stuff, but what are we going to do to get better players? Do you did anything that interview with with them or? Anything you've read or seen since then make you feel confident in our ability to bring better players? I I haven't seen anything that made me feel confident of it yet. Um, yeah, I haven't heard any hires or anything like that. When I when I directly asked Alex about it, I'm not sure if it was on there or off. Yeah. Um, when I asked him about uh, scouting, about, scouting yeah. and stuff like that, he he basically just said, you know, that's something you got to ask Nikki. So and he said they're looking at that possibly augmenting that uh, as well. I don't remember. 
I was on air or not, but they, they, I think they, he, with that, he acknowledged it's something that they need to work on. I mean, you, you told him straight up for those who were upset about some of the questions, you told him straight up that we missed on DPs and what are we going to do about it? And yeah. you know, and then there was a kind of an acknowledgement that we need to pick better players. Overall, I mean, on the roster, you're looking at the back four, which we talked about, did really well. I mean, if we have, it'd be nice to have some depth at right back, somebody yeah. that can come in other and than, left back. Yeah, other than R.J. Allen or Donnie Toya or PC. Those are two or PC. Those are three guys that I could see gone. So we need some depth behind those back four. But you have those that back four with those three midfielders and then Dom up top. You know, that's a nice spine. Yeah, that's a really nice spine. You need to add. Uh, two wingers. Wings. You yeah. need speed and goal scoring on the wings. That's yeah. primary goal scores because with the midfield the way it is, you're going to open up passing lanes. Yeah, exactly. With the, if the midfield can play the way the way it should, so you need goal scores. And Iguita's shown to be a pretty adept passer. He's yeah. made some. No, no, he's, a, he's a that really diagonal, good passer. That diagonal to give Dom that one on one against no look. SKC. I've been saying it all year. He great. just he 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 consistently has no look assist passes, and then yeah. people just don't. He, they don't are they aren't ready for it or they don't convert or they don't finish i mean consistently can can look one way and deliver a dime the yeah. other way yeah. you know and and that's that's top level stuff you know higita if orlando city were were any good and higita were putting up these numbers he wouldn't be playing for orlando city anymore mm-hmm. but but we're at the bottom of the table if we're at the top of the table and we're if higita's on atlanta and he's playing or seattle Ozzy he's Alonso. gone he's, this is like he's Ozzy Alonso, gone man. this is like ozzy alonzo stuff like you know um the, whatever michael bradley gets credit for you compare the stuff it's, it's very similar i mean he's had a tremendous season if he were to play more minutes obviously more than half the season mm. oh and and we actually had results, but with with, with we're Ask, lucky to yeah, have Asquist, you know he's a smart player, and now he he does a lot of line breaking passes, right? He, I mean he he really kind of he hits it hard too. Yep. You, you see that one? I don't remember where it was, but Yoshi was kind of coming down the middle left, and he just like blasted it right at him. It had to be like what do they call it? Like a like a, you know a, like a grass burner, like a you know like a baseball where he just like a really low hard line drive, right? Yep. Yeah, he hit that like it was like. Man, 18 inches off the ground, and it flew right to Yoshi. He perfect one touch stopped it, but he blasted it to him. Though, though that speeds up the 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 the, the, the play, right? And um, Asquith can do that. Yoshi has you know amazing range and depth of passing and ability to to spot people and great vision. Igita's shown that. So yeah, that midfield could really create chances. And if you give wingers, you have wingers that create space and have pace to get behind. That's going to give them more space to come up and attack and support and help Dom out. And even Mo at left back can can really flourish from that as well because a winger is going to pull people away from him. We try to do a lot to the left because Yoshi and Mo are two of our better dribblers and better players, but it gets overloaded and clogged because because we don't have any like a winger threat to take away any running and they're just bracketing Dom, right? So. Um, and, and personally, I think Mo would be best a left back because Mo doesn't hasn't proven he could score either. We need a winger no, that can score. He's not a scorer. We need a winger that can score. I agree. Mo Mo can. Mo he has can, everything. He literally has everything else. Yeah, everything else. And I don't want to. I don't want to see if he can score. I, it, ha, okay, let's say he does. Fantastic. Imagine, no, he shouldn't be. Imagine a left back who could give us three or four goals like Scott Sutter has. That's exactly. And that's that's, that's the same. That's the same uh, boat it is even with like Higita. Mm-hmm. It's like. You know, we shouldn't 
whether Aguita puts a couple goals, in, you know, a couple more goals than expected, stuff like that, oh, he's scoring more than expected. That's good. That doesn't mean try to make him into a winger. You know what I mean? For sure. Because now it's, now it's, okay, now you're excellent for your position, mm-hmm. but now, okay, now you're below average. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Mo as a, as a wing back or whatever, I mean, that's, his attacking is a plus, plus, plus. But, you know, you make him the primary um, attacker up top, then it's, you know, it's it's not as great. Yeah, for sure. It's not the bonus. What we need to do is we just need to upgrade those wings mm-hmm. and possibly striker. Yeah, yeah. At least get him help, for sure. At least get him help. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem starting the year as Dama for striker next year at all. It's just he has no backup. He has got no, no help. No one comes off the bench and does uh, anything by help, for him. Let's be clear. By help, I don't mean... I don't necessarily mean bringing a guy side by side, you know, to be a second striker, but help would be like we say, somebody that else that demands respect to score. Because right now we got one guy. That's yeah, it. well, like Molino did, you yeah. know, somebody else Something. that like Kaká did. When yeah. Kaká is dribbling down, you can talk as much crap as you want about Kaká and how old he was and how he didn't how he didn't have the the he lose the ball the fitness yeah. and he lose the ball this. When he was dribbling down the middle of the pitch on a breakaway or on a on a counter attack, they were all coming. Center backs are stepping up. They're, yeah, that's the How whole Rivas point got all of that soccer of yeah. football. Is center backs stepping up? Kyle Lahren would get one on one. It was one. It was Kyle Lahren versus some guy that was smaller than him because Kaká demanded attention. So we don't need another necessary another fifteen goal you know striker. But I would like a seven. 10 goal winger yeah or a 10 goal yeah. midfielder I'll take a somebody seven that from can... one and a five from another yep. you know what i mean that's like that a guy a winger that's like five and five and a winger that's seven and three right and then and a, and, a, and a 10 that that can actually you know score some goals yeah we do that that will change so much for this for this club and create so much so much space and just change the dynamic we a lot of what we saw on on, on against houston those players aren't all bad it's just the mentality needs to change into a more attacking one and we need some athleticism and speed to adapt to the mls game how it is today yeah well eddie i want to touch on this too because we were talking about how obviously we had a uh, uh interview with with alex Leitao um last week it went great um we got a lot of information <clears throat> a lot of people you know were saying that it was a PR stunt or or they're trying to do damage control and 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 I can understand that mm-hmm. you know um, well they needed to do damage control yeah for sure you know you can't complain about them not them not doing damage control and then complain when they do damage control and then then say they don't care and then they they obviously care and try to do something overall about it. I mean you know it was it was a um, we 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 threw the interview together um, and there's been a lot of what what do you guys think I mean for me. I have my own personal opinion about this, but do you think um, there was a lot of heat on Leotel before the interview, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and ever since then and all this academy talk and we're kind of shifting the paradigm a little bit. Do you guys think that maybe the seat's not hot anymore, that, that the, the mindset's changing, that the fans are saying, you know, I guess can't get any worse in here. Maybe we do just give them time. What, what do you guys think? For me, especially after talking to him, I don't think – in the building, his seat was ever hot. Yep, I agree with that. And that's and that's the that's the that's the feeling. That's the sense I get from the things he said on and off air. Um, I don't feel like his seat was ever hot because in the building they understand what his job is. What the why it seems like it's less hot is because it's less hot with all of us um, 
fans and 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 supporters Racing and blame. podcasters and everyone um as and i told him this himself i said um since we did not have that soccer director and i don't know how i apologize for this because i we talked about the canero the carnero um part but that was before we started recording on air and i meant to circle back around to that and i totally forgot about it and didn't realize it till after listening to the podcast back um we talked about the carnero and and how we needed that soccer director or that soccer operations person and that's what they tried to do by bringing him in um they did circle back um on you know once everyone knows what happens we don't have to rehash it back uh we all overreacted media and fans alike overreacted um, then they had to push back on it because they were basically, it was like a revolt was coming because that's how it's brought. People are outside protesting whatnot. Um, but since that spot has been removed or um, since he left, it never got filled. And I told him this myself. I said, we see you since we saw your face, that's who we associate with that spot. Mm-hmm. But in reality, no one was in that spot. But us as fans and media, since we always see your face, that's what we thought your job was. Yeah, exactly. And I, I added to that. I told them that when they backed off to the fans and got rid of Carnero, Carnero's role was basically a new role. Carnero wasn't trying to get rid of McDonough. McDonough still had a role there because Carnero wasn't like the GM. But McDonough still decided to leave. And it was McDonough who left. Right? So at that point, Phil... And and Adrian teamed up and essentially replaced Carnero McDonough, so mm-hmm. to speak, right? So when Alex replaced Phil, the assumption was he was replacing what Phil did, and that it, when Phil was just filling in, Phil before is was doing what Alex is doing now, was like running the team, running it, running the business aspect, mm-hmm. raising the money, and all that. And I told Flavio, I don't know if it's you're trying to be a boss. And take responsibility for things. Flavio or Alex? I mean, sorry, when I told Alex, oh. yeah. I was like, I didn't where talk, was he at? I didn't talk to Flavio. <laughs> uh, I talked to Alex, and I told Alex, I don't know if you're just trying to be the boss and taking responsibility, but it feels like there's times where you said, we saw these players, me and Nikki got this player together, these things like that. It sounds like you are saying you're involved in the coaching or in some of the player acquisition. He said, no, what I said was, I was I'm responsible for getting the resources. Okay, so he, that's that's what Alex Alex said to that. So no, they they do have a post open for basically that job. They said they're think, they're planning on essentially upping the scouting right, and then we're we're gonna have the, the academy with Mike Potempa at SEMA, and Mike Potempa is gonna have basic free reign over there. He's gonna be the GM of OCB and all that. Okay, so he, he's gonna be able to do that. So we're getting a little bit more structure. And in reality, Leitao's been in charge for this component, what, what Phil was originally there to do, not the GM stuff, for about a year and a half. And some of it has been restructuring and rejiggering. So, okay, so we, as we're learning this, we, let's put it in context with the interview. We, we, we found out about it that day. We, we got out of work early to go do this. We, we go all the way to the team offices, right? And here's the CEO of Orlando City. And we're getting stuff. We're trying to grasp it. We're trying to do questions. We're trying to record it, right? So we felt like we, we, we got some stuff, and there's a lot to process, and we're still processing it. Sure. And so we're thankful for the opportunity, and 
Thankful for you guys for the positive feedback and the the rest of you who thought we we're going to John Stalso and Michael Morham. I just think that's that would have been poor demeanor and decorum and, and just not very thoughtful. We're just a couple guys doing a free podcast. We're here. going for those press passes. Actually, yeah, we're right, we're, so. we're a couple guys doing a free podcast <laughs> here. If you thought we were going to go stick it to the man, we, we got plenty of hard questions within yes. there in a smart way. And uh, and then if we do get those press passes, that'll be fantastic. Here's here's what I got because <laughs> you guys are kind of giving me the both the same general consensus where like it's lightening up, the mood's lightening up. You know, Leitao's yes. people are starting to understand, so people aren't calling out for Leitao's head anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I agree with that. When Cleon, we. Before we got on the air, with, when talking with Leitao, he literally looked us in the eye, all of us, not at one time, obviously. That'd be pretty tough to do. But he says, you know, I have no pressure. There's no pressure on me. Z- zero. None. You know, he, 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 does, he knows that his job is safe. But for me, you ha- somebody's got to go. Yeah. You cannot have one of the worst seasons in your respect your respect no 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 it's got to be coaches go coaches yeah. go plenty of, there's four other coaches that have been gone from from MLS this year San Jose just fired theirs their four points out of the Vancouver. playoffs or Vancouver yeah and San Jose fired theirs too mm. your, coaches go yeah this is way bigger than the coach yeah. this is a way bigger problem you like we're talking about the culture needs to be changed the culture is we get our roster building sucks so whoever's in charge of that either has one more chance at it but for me i'll be shocked i will personally be absolutely shocked if flavio the ceo the money man the guy who's getting his return on his investment allows that to go on for one more year because when you have a year as bad as this it's got to be more than the coach it's got to be more than assistant coach it's got to be more than the players something's got to you have to go from you know, it's not going to be Alex. It's please stop saying it's going to be Flavio because that will never happen. But, but I think Nicky Bud, you know, his seat is hot and he knows it. I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I think. I think while I agree with your premise, I think you're thinking about the solution the opposite way. Um, it's not that somebody needs to go. From from what I understand, from what he was saying. The person that was responsible for putting this roster together is gone. No, no, I that think that was Christ. I yeah. think now I think it was Nikki Bud and Christ, but I think it was. Well, I think yeah, Nick, but I think Christ, one needs to go and two need to come. I think Nikki Bud's needs to go, and we need a GM and we need a soccer operations guy two to come in. We need we need Nikki Bud to go. I don't see why. Because he put together a roster with the coach with, put with together. six. The coach said, "Get me this guy, get me this guy, get me this guy." Yeah, that's a specific what specific system in place in mind. And that's and what he, he did. He thought Justin Merrill would be a good second. Let striker. me ask you. Let me ask you this. There's we all we're all aware of the pyramid of of in every business you have a, a pyramid of, of who runs things, right? Okay. Yeah. The GM is above the head coach. Mm-hmm. Okay. If the GM lays down to whatever the coach says to go get, yeah. if the coach says go get eight center backs, and the GM goes and gets eight center backs, and you lose every game after that year. Bye-bye, GM. Because you're okay. above that coach. But, you but, have the authority to go, but, listen, bro, what are you doing? Yeah. What but, are you doing? The thing is, I don't think... You're assuming the, the pyramid's that way. Exactly. You're assuming that's how the pyramid was. From the way it sounded, it sounded like the basically the coach was yeah. acting as 
the sock operations person. This they, is and the they, GM was helping the coach. This is a man so musician. That's that. how they said. No, they don't. No, that's what the problem is. No one was there. We have, yeah, but, but you're, I'm talking like you have you have yes, guys like Caleb Porter but they who never, want to be GM, but they but never hired somebody Alex in that position. That. Alex, again, I always somehow come back to the Arsenal fan stuff, right? Until this, until they got rid of Arsene Wenger, they Arsene Wenger picked the players. He signed who he wanted. He got who he wanted. There was someone above him, but Arsene Wenger did all of that. Now they have someone else. Even Mourinho complains that that he he sent a list to Woodward or whatever, and he didn't give him all his players. Christ wasn't sending a list to Nicky. Christ all, all we was, did was making just, the list and getting. Then who all we he did wanted. was just find the root cause. There you go. That's why we're terrible, right there, it, it, yeah, right there. That, because every fair. other every other every other competitor, they have a correct pyramid of operation. No, no, yes, the, 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 that's it. Yes, no, but but there are some teams where like like Burkhalter and Columbus, like Jesse Marsh. Where they pick the players and where the GMs. Those not guys everybody, were qualified. Not though. everybody and has where the GMs. They, I know, but they, Christ, they let them know at the time but, of signing that yeah, that's the, what but, their role was. But Christ be. with was a Gareth Lagerway. They worked in sync. They were friends, and then Christ essentially got who he wanted. Christ was allowed to blow up Real Salt Lake and go who he, who he wanted. And his complaint with NYCFC was that he didn't really get. Everybody he he wanted they wanted they wanted to he wanted to get what is it all Savi I'm, all I'm saying and they is gave him Pirlo but no Price so, wasn't the boss whoever was in charge of Christ Price was the boss Christ uh, was the somebody, boss somebody somebody that's our like he told, literally you were there yeah. with us he literally said yeah that. the other source said the same that, that whoever made that Price decision's got to go to me yeah well that's the owner the owner ain't going nowhere the owner, Flavio did not make that decision Flavio's well, not going made it. Well, Price can do Flavio everything. said he it, you know CEO made that or GM. Period. End of story. No, wait, wait, when look, they, when they he, brought him in, no. that was yeah. Well, look, did, uh, you know, Flavio ultimately. hired Christ. Yeah. Christ wanted Christ wanted this full autonomy, Ult- and that's what he got. Ultimately, what we know is that that what we what we've heard is that that Flavio really wanted Christ, and then that's why Flavio fired him after the you know in person like that after the board made their decision and paid the two million dollar fine. So to get rid of him either way, though, no, like, like I said, I mean, either way, you're talking about. That's the fundamental root cause of what's been wrong with our club for the last yes, two that, years. That's what I'm saying. So these interviews. Look, look at the decisions that were made. I mean, I mean, who is going to pay for that decision? Yeah, Who's I hear you. Pay that, for that that's decision? what I said. And those who, who said our podcast was gentle to Alex, here the one before that, the one before that, where I said if you wanted to, to get some, some positivity from the fans, Flavio should get rid of Alex or to get rid of, of Nicky Buds, right? Someone's scalp needs to be taken metaphorically. Because of the failures, right? That's Somebody. what I said before. That's an easy way. Now, hearing them, we know there isn't a lack of passion or care. They they hate losing. They they're having trouble sleeping. All these different things. I don't things. care about any I, of I that. I get that. No, that 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 There's has helped. Not a single person that in has the helped. Front no, office that doesn't say that. Yes, I, I get that. I get that. You're you're right. But oh, they, I can't sleep. Well, you've lost 18 out of the last 20 games. So you better not be able to sleep. Of course, of course. But the point is that the perception was that they didn't care. Because it was just run as a financial thing. That's why they have they have done a full press, you know, full pro, full frontal kind of you know counterattack, so to speak. That it's not a lack of passion or lack of trying. Now, so that's that's why I don't think Alex is on. It's worse. On, it's a lack on a of, lack of brains on, on a on a on the hot seat um, because of that. And I he made it sound like, look, you, you guys need to talk to Nikki Buds. About this, um, which we hopefully will, if you're listening, Nikki, we know a lot of you guys do. Yeah, to me, yeah. that that was the yeah, most shocking be. part to me of the entire yeah. interview. So he was did like, Alex? Nikki, but yeah. So Alex is telling us talk to Nikki, and Alex doesn't seem like he's in the hot seat. So I don't think Nikki's in the hot seat. 
No. It, so yeah. we're going to have the worst season in MLS history. No, but no, but O'Connor's going to help pick players this time. No, we're see, that's what people. needs to not happen. That's repeating. That's repeating the repeating path. History. That's what I was trying. That's what I was trying to get. That's hey, what I'm trying to clear up for Alex. Right you now. don't think there's plenty? We we you have to actually tell me which which team. That's why I think but, Nicky well, Bud, Bud, Bud how needs how do we to get know? fired because how I think the any? general manager should be the only person in charge. The, uh, if it's a hundred percent split, that should be seventy percent general the, manager. In this league, there there's teams that work both ways. It's just a competency. It's just that Christ didn't pick up players, and the system was old. NYC showed us that there are Vanny's not running stuff by other people. Burkhart's not running anything by other people. Marsh isn't running by stuff by other people. I'm pretty but sure Patrick was Vieira wasn't. Plan, w- wasn't that, was, that, that was I know, but when Christ got hired, we didn't have a GM in place. Nikki Buds was like the assistant or whatever. So Christ came in with those conditions. So Nikki Buds was already below him in the pyramid because Christ got what a five year guaranteed contract. He was definitely at, at, at a risk That's at a risk of at a risk of a penalty which it's they the decided it it's they like decided to pay. Yeah, at a risk of a penalty which they ended up paying that they thought so lowly of Christ they ended up paying it. And then they with the understanding that Christ had the autonomy to pick players. Nikki Buds became the official general manager almost under the perception in my opinion that Christ was like I could work with this guy because he had a little bit of an undefined role of some kind of apprenticeship right and then he kind of got the official role while working with Christ and remember Christ said he found some players himself he whatever he saw come on f- from looking Overall, at per- Peru matchup indeed these things like that so to with me, that it's, being it's just it's just embarrassing I mean that's the your club is, is burning to the ground. I mean, I mean, it's literally up in flames, and it's because you made a decision to let a guy that just fell right on his face. Mm-hmm. You gave him the longest contract in the MLS history, yes. and at the same time, you told him that he can do whatever he wants. And then, to make it worse, mm-hmm. you didn't put anybody in checks and balances. Okay, I'm not asking for a boss or... Really, even a pyramid, because I just want checks and balances. I just want when the guy who's 100% responsible to put together the roster goes out and gets six center defensive midfielders, I want somebody to go, what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. No, you can't. we can't spend 400000 to go get Yuri Rossell. Or no, we're not spending 100000 to get Cam Lindley. We already have four defensive midfielders, Jason. Mm-hmm. Well, Why when, was that conversation well, that's because he wanted had. a stupid diamond. So yes, I mean, all all those defensive midfielders, huh? yeah, at yeah, one three, time. But then you need backups. Yeah, but yeah. then you need backups for them. Yeah, that's oh, why we they didn't have care so about many. having backups for any of our other positions. No, on the field. which makes no sense. <laughs> no, I know, but yeah, yeah, that's that's the problem. But yeah, he, he you need it. You needed Will Inigita on one side of the diamond. You needed Yoshi and whatever and to on point. one side of the diamond. You needed Cam, and then you needed. Yuri to be the six. That was the point, right? It was Yuri and Cam to be the six. To get to be a uh, an eight. It Yoshi literally will sounds be like eight. like we're about to do the same thing again and give James O'Connor full autonomy of the roster and do this and do that. And I mean, and, until we get to the off season, it's it's too early to say. But I really hope that's not what we're doing what was, because that's yeah. what that's what the problem would. That's where the problem lies. What you were saying before. But do you trust Nicky Buds to, to to be the check? I no, mean, I think no, that's what I'm no, 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 rather, no, no. Why not give James O'Connor a shot at it? We know Nicky Buds. No, is you're good. missing. You're missing the point completely. What we're talking about is you need that the technical director in a place. You need to hire. You need to hire. Guys. I know, but we need to. We need to have been looking six months ago. Well, we don't know if they're just going to show up. 
now and, and pull it together. I mean, oh, Jay's they could have been looking. You know, I mean, they're not going to. He ain't going to come in at the, at any. I point mean, when I asked when title. I asked him directly, he said it's something that they are looking at. And when I when I talked about, well, are you going to get somebody to replace what Carnero yeah. was supposed to be? Yeah, and he said it is something that they that I don't I don't recall if he said if it's something. They are looking at, or something that no, has to be looked. And listen, they actually have that job posted. Pontenero said that the one like contribution in that article, in my opinion, because the rest was like a Bianchi article. So just read that for free. Um, was was that that they basically have a job opening, like a job posting? It wasn't for operations. I just blows. I thought it was for. It was like a soccer no. director. I'm pretty sure no, it's what the article. It wasn't says. for that. It was it was uh, scouting. No, I think it was for both, I think. I have to reread it. I thought it was for both. But also, too, right now, with the OCB through SEMA, Mount Verde, we're gonna we have a more established structure, excuse me, and an actual pathway to the first team. We didn't really have before, excuse me. Yeah, um, they just they, – they, someone has to get in that spot. And that's why I was going back to what you were saying earlier about somebody needs to go. It's not that – I don't feel Nikki has to go. I feel you need to bring somebody in. I agree. We don't him. need to be removing. Him. I, I exactly. Agree. That's what a, that's what the soccer operations person position. is. I completely that's agree. That's who the soccer yeah. operations person is. I completely agree with that. I'm just saying so we don't have that right now. I'd rather see what James O'Connor has than, than Nikki Buds again. Somebody like, like – I'm not trying to see any coach. Alex Leitao, his confidence yeah, – Especially in, not – James Leitao's confidence in not getting fired. Like, that's what you want from your director of soccer operations. You can be having the worst season, but this guy is at least putting – he's watching over the roster for five, ten years to come. He's taking into – he or she is taking into effect the the fact that you may have four coaches in the next ten years. You know, you never know how soccer is going to go. But the main point is, are we putting together a formidable roster, a roster that's going to take shape – that is balanced, you know, and actually has has the the, the quality that, that you need because there was nobody in that in that entire state that did that. I mean, to, to have Jason Christ, because I got news for you. You can give Jason Christ all the autonomy that he wants. He can bring in 15 players. If you fire him, he's gone. His 15 players are still here. Yeah, you know, that's and that's what, that's, that's why this that's has happened. You, that's why, exactly. That's why now, we've lost 18 or however many it is because – you have your guy. He brought in all these guys, and then you fired him. You know? You're right. Now, when you're talking about the whole pyramid, right, the the pyramid to me is more important in how you establish a culture and you establish stability. We're talking about a style of playing, right? Now, not a style versus, like, what shape or formation we're attacking or not. It, it could be that. The Red Bulls kind of have a press. That's their style. But it's just a, a certain way that the club operates, the way the players are expected to play. The energy they're supposed to bring. Now, Tenero and Bianchi and these guys are talking about the lack of stability, and people are like, "Why didn't we give Christ more time?" Coaches get fired all the time. The stability should be on a on a technical director or someone like that. That's where the stability is more important because they're at the top of the pyramid, and they could create and set the tone for the club culture and then you get a coach that can magnify that and and you know like a good boss you get a manager supervisor whatever under you to implement your vision right in order the vision of the company right as the ceo whatever a technical director should have a manager that that can implement the vision on the culture of the club on an immediate level with the players i don't care if we fire a coach every every six months i don't 
give a crap about that at all. That's normal. In <laughs> I don't either. Yeah, we're talking about. <laughs> I pro- thought it was just me. Yeah, we, we talk <laughs> about. I don't care. No, we talk about. Let's be in- international calendar pro rail. All these things. But no, okay, if we're going to be international soccer, then get used to coaches coming and going. Yeah. All right? If we're going to be international, let's be international. Okay? So, but, but it's the technical director sitting up top who's telling them, this is how this team plays. This is what we do. And we need to hire someone for that to create the stability for that. That's where I think the stability is most important. Not giving a coach and hoping this time we won't have a nine-game losing streak this time around. After after losing and losing and just hoping and hoping that just in the fact that somehow time will create a good coach when there isn't a good coach. Let me. It's not a diamond. You just you know give it time and it turns into uh, from a coal rocked into a diamond with pressure and time. Sometimes you just can't polish a turd. I think Orlando City gave a perfect blueprint of what not to do. Um, Caleb Porter's probably gonna have a real hard time getting a job unless it's one of these expansion teams, you know, because this is what he wants. Uh, bringing him out of the blue, but but Jason Christ, you know these guys. Unless you're successful, like you say, Jesse Marsh, Greg Burrowhalter, you know, Greg Vanny, um, yeah, in Toronto. Mm. Which I don't even want to hear about Toronto either because yeah. Oscar Burrow has great, a lot of autonomy spent and great stuff money there. too. But yeah, in Dallas. now, um, mind you, can be good with with a big wallet. Remind me, remind me to circle back to what you just said after I finish this point um, about uh, time. Yes. Just remind me about that because I will forget. Okay. Um, going back to – if you look back on it, and, and another part of what Alex has said when we were talking about Canaro, Can, uh, Canaro mm-hmm. when, uh, he was, when he was – when he left and why it was never filled and all this type of stuff, and then why didn't we fill it with, you know, when Christ was here. Mm-hmm. And mind you, some of what people whose second language is not English, sometimes it comes out a little differently than they – mean mm-hmm. but um when i had asked i believe this was before before the real recording last last week mm-hmm. um he said well we thought he knew what he was doing and yeah. that was point blank i don't know if i'm supposed to repeat that but that's literally what he said yeah like quote i quote he literally said we thought he knew what he was doing he yeah. came and he had this giant resume he's got all this and when you look back on it I can kind of understand. I can kind of understand if he's coming in and demanding, demanding the full autonomy and this, that, or whatever. Don't worry about the technical. I can handle that. I can yeah. do all this. I can do all that. With his, if you look at, at that time, mm-hmm. he had yes, he had just failed at NYCFC. Yeah, but going off of his resume, I could kind of see how you can kind of get fooled into that. Yeah, yeah. but and he didn't really get a lot of time in NYC. I mean, it's a decent argument saying I didn't get my players. No crap. Which was he brought because you want to know why he didn't get a lot of time because he brought in a list of six defensive midfielders that he wanted to bring in and there was no strikers on there. The, yeah. the guy that the guy that was checks and balances looked at the list and go, bro, you're nuts. You can't build a team with nine defenders, and that's what happened. And they fired him, and, that, and that, that's plain yeah. and simple because he had, they had checks and balances in New York, and we didn't have checks and balances know, here. But, but it's like like Cleon's saying, you can well, say you can say that's an off year. Look what I did at RSL. I built ex- it from exactly. scratch and I won. Exactly. So I can see. So I can see and with a low budget team. Last so year was I an off year, but ten years. Look, that was the one I was really. They, he was pretty consistent in making the playoffs. That's, yeah, that's that was still a step up. Whoever so, made the decision is, should be embarrassed, and that's yeah. They, I mean, they got to they got to go to sleep at night. But we're just I mean, looking at saying that in hindsight, though, man. Yeah, like we're looking at it subjectively. The, he had a CV that was decent. And he had an argument to be made. That, I think that's fair. I'm with Cleon on that. Yeah, if he could put at that together time, a roster in MLS, he would have never gotten fired in New York City. 
that's, yeah. I mean, that's a, a that's a one that's a one season sample size. Like any any fluke thing can happen. Yeah. Like um. So like I said, with this at that time, before he proved himself to be a crap coach, mm-hmm. um. At that time, I can see I can see how you can get snowed into that. I can, and it doesn't it doesn't absolve them from making that mistake and giving him the full autonomy yeah. or hiring him in the first place. Yeah. But with his resume at the time, nobody was saying this is a terrible hire. No, they weren't. They they thought and Paul T- Tenorio and everyone else they, they were saying it was a coup. This They're is like, great. Wow. This is a great step up, and this this will show. And they were all saying that he shouldn't have got fired from NYCFC. Now back to the time mm-hmm. that brings me to the time. Um. Another part of the article, and they say an issue with Orlando City and why we don't start is because we don't give the time. Mm. I don't buy that. Not I don't way. buy it. And it goes back to what you're saying. But I believe you can fire a coach year after year if they're trash. If, if, because if, if there's somebody there that's consistently there that is responsible for the roster yes. building, that is also responsible for bringing in the new coach mm. and says, hey, yeah, this guy will work good with the, with the team that I've built here because I, I can build a winner. You know, like like that. That's like Car- Carnero. That's why you bring bring him in because you bring him in to build a winner, and then you have the coach who is just the gear shift. He's the guy that gets but, everything going. Exactly. But back to what my point was going to be: the the if it's all about the time, why does how many how many years has Bob Bradley been over there coaching LAFC? Bam. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. What about what about Tato when he came in? How long was how long was he there before he had them clicking? Vieira. He had him clicking right off, right v- off jump. Vieira had, had when Vieira came to New York after they just fired Christ and yeah. everyone said, "Oh, you didn't give him the time." Yeah. Vieira came right in, With the snapped same him right away. Exact roster, exactly identical. With, yeah. At that first year, that was the same roster. Yeah. Um, when Minus Vieira just Jack left, Anderson. Vieira just left halfway through the season. A new replacement comes from Man, the, the Manchester. Yeah, the Man City Now, yes, that's an excellent coach, obviously. Yeah. but he comes in, snaps it right away. Mm. It's nothing. That's what I'm saying. The it Red doesn't, Bulls are still second. It doesn't you see take. That, I yeah. believe. I believe because they have a culture. This is the Red Bull way. This is the NYC. You see that like NYC way. you see that more often than not, and like that's where guys like Flavio, Leitao, those guys need to understand what basket they're in. You know, you're in the same basket with Arthur Blank and craft and you know all these billionaires and, you're, and you're in the see that on the money side but, but you have to you have to respect side. yourself more you have to take more control and say this is my ship you know atlanta is is atlanta really 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 good because they're players or are they really 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 good because when they made their team they had a billionaire owner that made the decision to t- hire tata as as their guy and then it's they, fine but you still at the end of the day you base. still have to at the end of the day you still have to coach them we, we so, try and build our base from players coaches you know players at the bottom coaches it should be the opposite way around your base should be your owner that should be your most stable portion should yeah, be your and base then a soccer director. and then and then your yeah soccer director and or slash well, CEO. those and positions it's, it's kind of pointless because those positions have been stable those positions ain't going nowhere flavia hasn't been going nowhere yeah alex hasn't gone nowhere. well i mean but alex so, is still kind but, of new but, to but it what, phil was the guy yeah but him. that's not the point what they're what they're what people are talking about with this media they're talking about turnover. Yeah, yeah, and our constant turnover. Yeah. And Flavio the turnover's and, and been Alex, with the coach. Yeah, Flavio and Alex, as Alex stated, are not roster people. Though the the stability has been on the non roster and the financial point, which we with, with Alex said, look at blank. What would we do if one hundred eighty five million dollars? No, no, you we're know. doing it yeah, right. We're, 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 he, he mentioned that. No, so we, we he mentioned that and was aware of it financially, right? And I'm dumb, and I gave him an answer. You could buy Neymar. Stupid. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> but, Mbappe, yeah. Yeah, Mbappe, yeah. But, um, but, but like, with, with Cleon, to Cleon's point, they haven't structurally 
player personnel rise realize who they're competing against, right? Or has no, stability for, there? That's not what I'm. Well, you guys are missing what I'm talking about completely. Okay. Like what what I'm talking about is they keep trying to push that we're firing coaches too quickly, mm-hmm. and we're not giving them all this time, years and years, to develop this and develop that. As long as if you if we fire James O'Connor, mm-hmm. you can say we fired him too quickly because he came in mid season. Yeah. Once you once you're coming in from off season, I don't care what players you have. If you're coming in from the off season and you get your preseason and you get and you get that time, you had the time. Mm-hmm. You had the time. You should that that's why when you see the expansion teams come in, they're not struggling to to yeah. to find to find fluidity and yeah. so, whatever. So do, do, they're not. Do we, do we have identities? They had the, Jason Christ had the time. Do we Adrian think, Heath, he had the time. So, they were bad coaches and that's why they got fired. Clan, yeah. do you think Bob Bradley would win? today with this roster here in Orlando City? He I, probably would. Yeah. Honestly. I think I 25 points, I'd add. If he brought him in mid-season, no. Oh, he would have way more than 25 If he yeah, brought him he, in mid-season, no. If we brought him in mid-season, we'd have 25 points from him. Yeah. <laughs> that's you, a, I agree with, I, I, I agree with Cleon. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, same thing with, like, Bro, uh, Halter or or uh, Patrick Vieira. Or, yeah. You know, all these guys would have, would have better results with, I think, you know, the same guys. Yeah, you know I mean, and, this and, exact and, same roster. This is not. It's not a twenty-five point team. Yeah, it's not about it's not. giving. It's not a twenty-five point people. roster. This no. is yeah. This is it's a, not. This is a, a team with a crap mentality that has just fallen apart. That that's what it is. But yeah, you know, just to kind of tie it all in together, if we if we have, if we 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 have um you know to tie in kind of both your points, I I think they're great. Is if we had that stability on that personnel side, right? Then 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 we don't need to give the coach a bunch of time because. We we could tell them we we demand results. This is how we want to play, and um, or this is what how we want the, this team to be about. And then the coach could either make it work or not. And if he doesn't, then you keep going until you find it. Look, guys, did this with this whole time thing? We went down the wrong road. It became fairly obvious. Some people say, you know what? I don't know if we're lost. Let's keep driving. I know that we're supposed to go west. We're going east. Let's keep driving until we find a town. Not maybe, only, and maybe we could stop and ask for directions, what, right? What, what makes but, it, Alex, and some people say, you know what? No, 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 no. We are supposed to go west. I'm going to do a U-turn right now and fix it. What, what people are expecting is to, to, to wait out his contract and wait no. till we get to the next season. No, fix it. Yeah, ne- wait till, broken, we, get, wait till we get to the next city, find a place, and ask for directions from a local and waste a bunch of time. Here's, if you're trying to wait, you don't waste time like that. You turn around immediately, admit your error, pay a fine, Whatever, and then move on, and that's will, what they're trying to do. I will, I will say one thing with Flavio um, and Alex, the CEO, and whoever else, whoever else makes these decisions, they have not been perfect by any stretch. Yeah, they admitted but that they says. admitted that. But says. I will never blame them for when they see something messed up, they will take action on it right away. Do not waste my time. like sitting around for five. No, man, I don't want to sit through two more years of Jason Christ. If <laughs> if if uh, O'Connor. The way we're going from when he got here till now, mm-hmm. I'll give him a pass now because because he the, got here midseason. It is, but if could, we roll around by next year and it's still like this, he and, should be fired too. And he got a preseason. J- J- exactly, he J- should J- be fired too. out at this point, I even if it's the same roster. Yeah, and his contract's two and a half years. They they were they were smart enough not to give him five years and anything. I don't even want to see a contract extension. If we make the playoffs, then maybe right. But I don't want to see anything until we make the playoffs. Let you know, let that ride out. That's perfectly fine. He, he nobody, you know, we can't accept mediocrity like like that at all. If he's got a preseason, he brought in some 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 players that fit his system, 
and he's had a chance to implement his system and it doesn't work out, then you bro got to go Even that what you just said, that's half of the problem too. It shouldn't even be about trying to bring in players. If you had to bring players in to fit your system, you're a bad coach. Not, not, you need yeah. a whatever whatever players you yeah. have. That's what Christ whatever did. players you have. System, system, system. You need to figure out what system's best for those pl- people you have on your roster. Yeah, and Christ tried to do that with the four two three one, but as Merrim and other pe- players said, people were kind of rudderless and directionless because Christ seemed to only know how to coach one system which was the diamond. Now, O'Connor's changed systems. He has no problem with flexibility. Louisville, he, in his time there, he had two systems he used. But what, what I think O'Connor wants and, and needs is people with mentality, people who are going to play harder, people who are going to be a little more aggressive and more attack-minded. And we need to get him players like that, and I think we'll be better next year. And that's, that's good for a coach. Yeah. Um, but for the For yeah. the – technical director slash gm slash whoever's supposed to be there yeah. hopefully we hire somebody and we're not relying on james o'connor and nikki buds and the, that combination yeah we need to have the technical director in place yeah. i really hope they get that done this offseason well, but yeah. what they need to do is okay that's fine i love your mentality i love you say you need to get these players but you need to bring in good players and skilled players and then make them play hard. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, make them make not them, these, make not them these, buy in. Yeah. So up to the coach to get Bring them in good to talented buy, players and then make them buy. play. Yeah, some players you want them to play. Some players aren't going to buy in, but at some point you you got like, you know, when you come in mid-season, but when you start the season and they're not buying in, you got to you got to let them know and move on quick. I, I can't put Donnie Toya at striker then coach him into being a goal scorer. Yeah, you I know want, what I mean. I want a guy who's you like You can't a, coach the talent into somebody. They yeah. got it or they don't. So bring in talented players and then let your coach coach them to the mentality and the style of play he needs them to be. And one thing that really got me kind of worried was when they said, well, we, we tried. The whole league thought we had the best offseason, right? And the whole league was wrong. And we were wrong too, right? But am I wrong in saying that they should have known better, that they should have scouted Merrim a little better to see if he fit, right? Things like that. Am I wrong? Or That kind of discouraged me, to be honest. Because they, they, don't, they don't see – they, it didn't work out, but they don't really. I don't think you f- I felt like he knows why it didn't. Well, it kind of makes you feel like they really, 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 really care what their perception is, when they should really, 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 really only care about winning. It doesn't matter what the perception is. Well, what does the league care about us? What did they think about our off season? Yeah. What did the What did the critics? What did our fans think? What do no, these it, people? Yeah. It the, nobody cares how your off season was because nobody remembers off seasons. Tell me what the best off season in the NFL no, history was. Nobody remembers. Yeah, the Redskins people remember or the, the Dolphins always team win that goes undefeated, or the team that you know. People remember the teams that win games. I know, but I, I, who was trying to say is just it was just evidence of them trying, and that the, everybody acknowledged that they they definitely tried to bring players, which they it? did. The problem isn't that they didn't try. The problem is that they got it so wrong. Was and, it evidence of them trying or them being lazy and just going after giant uh, giant MLS names because that's all they could either A, afford, or A, wanted to bring in with the Garber Bucks? That's what we don't know. What, were they really, 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 really trying, or were they really not trying at all and only course, bringing in guys like Miram or, or this guy? You know, They were really trying for guys like Amro, who is now lost in oblivion, and guys like El Munir, you know, like those are those are impressive findings to me. Mm-hmm. But that's you know, close. then you then you get you know Asquez is a no brainer. You know any guy that has Peruvian national team and you got Yoshi. I'll bring in any guy that has caps with the Peruvian national team. You got ten, bring him in. Any yeah. guy, if, as long as he's not forty. But, but the whole Peruvian thing is a new thing, by the way. But here's here's the thing, and I'll and I'll because we're running we're running over as always. But I'll leave it at this. Tell you guys, it's not over. It's status quo. Eddie, you were talking about. Um, 
how a team that needs to go east and they're driving west. Mm-hmm. The real crappy thing with Orlando City is not only have we been driving west when we need to go east, but the whole time we're driving west, we just got an MLS just thunderstorm, tornado, rain cloud over us. You know, we literally can never catch a break. No. You know, you get you're driving the wrong way the whole time, but you know, you have a benefit of maybe getting a call and it never happens or or you maybe just got a, a a goal to go up on the road in the 80th minute but VAR brings it back cuz you you were offside by a, a a hair or you know the Columbus game where the guy gets the the flop and the penalty and it's the worst call you've ever seen and then they come back and score the game winner and it's a dagger you know literally we just have the worst luck and it feels like we have the worst luck and and Diego or Diogo, he he mentioned that to us, you know, and we got out done with the interview, and he was like, "You got, I mean, we got to look at it too. We just like yeah, we just had ba- crap yeah. luck. Like like usually like, like usually they usually go at least like out, it balances but it out, but literally over four years, it's really never balanced out. You know, you're hoping that one year maybe we'll just get every break and win the cup. Maybe that's the way it'll break, but <laughs> but I don't know because well, even this year, like it's just been worse. It's been worse. I feel like this year, like. Where where it's like you need a you need a goal and you feel like you get the goal and then VAR takes it out or you need to to not allow a goal and you feel like you're going to do it and then screamer from 38 yards out this is going to be the second year in a row we're going to have the goal of the season voted or they're oh, voted against us yeah for sure and we're always in the highlight <laughs> reel on the opposite there isn't a fan in that building in that stadium on on Saturday who thought that that call was going in our favor for yeah. Grinwis for Grinwis now this is uh, the MLS referee stats Twitter. He talked about the the nine VAR decisions gone against us. I mean, with, with me, us or, in or, games. Yeah, Orlando has had um, VAR nine VAR games. I mean, sorry, nine times VAR has been kind of sanctioned or called upon during a game. Uh, two were in our favor, six were against, and one was neutral. Terrible. Sounds terrible, but guess what, guys? That's at home. Uh. Six against at home. On the road, I'm sure it's worse. But when you have six against uh, at home then then that you know it's terrible then the nearest um against at home is i believe um three or, or four i don't know but i mean six just to have that many go against you at, at home is is just it, that is that there's some bad i think we're on to something with the culture change and you know it, it's it starts from by hiring a guy a, or a gal, a technical director. That's mm-hmm. somebody that you can bring. Carnero was going to – you could just – when he first got hired, mm-hmm. guy from Benfica coming from Portugal. Yeah, that was you a know, get, he's, he, he's got a bunch of great young talent that he scouted. You could, you could kind of just – it kind of felt like there was a new culture coming it, it in felt, when, when he first pro. came in. Yeah, and people if, got weird about it because they didn't like that the culture's coming out. They don't it, want a change in culture. Weird. Guys, you have to take a change in culture. It's terrible, but listen – Blockbuster's not around anymore because they refuse to change. Yeah. That's it. It's the same exact thing. It is the same exact thing. You cannot live USL culture in an MLS, especially you can't even live MLS 2.0 culture in and today's MLS. And it not, won't work. Yeah, I'm not I'm not <laughs> getting political on this, but the the, the that M, that USL culture thing is, is turned into like the MAGA thing, but for soccer. Oh, the it, championship and league one and No, no, not that. It's just like like that's how it's supposed to be, and that's the right culture. Yeah. And we need to keep that and make um, Orlando City great again. 
USL? You talking about pro? Right? No, I'm talking about the USL pro thing. How they want us to how, go back how, to USL? How, how, they, they, how oh. they were they were so fighting? Arts, arts yeah, how they were so fighting against. I'm not saying it's right or whatever. I'm not making a point about president or anything like that. I'm just talking about how it was in defense to a certain culture you're trying that you already had in place, and anything coming against it was viewed as a threat, right? And and then and then now going back there is going to make it great because that's when we we're good again. That's that's my correlation. Maybe it's clumsy or not, but but it it just had it had a lot of similarities to me because there was a fear of changing the culture, and then then there was some code in there like here come the Brazilians and they're coming over, and you know who was in charge? British guys, you know. So it was just a it was a, a tad awkward from that perspective. I didn't like it then. I don't like it now. And uh, those who wanted that to happen, we're, we're back at square one because of that. And um, we two everybody years later. two years later, everyone needs to look themselves in the mirror. We all made mistakes and calls, but that has been a costly one. And hopefully, now we get that right and we can move forward. Um, yeah, as far as coach, I will say, um, I know, I know, we've everyone's talked the Potempa thing to death, and you know, the Potempa seam and all that type of stuff. But I'll say, I don't even know if I'm supposed to say or not, but I'll say that's already paying dividends because uh, we've had homegrown, I, w- I won't say names, but we have a couple players that are big-time uh, college draft prospects right now. Alumnus of SEMA. I, I I was trying no. not to go there. Alumnus of well, school. Well, better now right. in NCAA. NCAA. Yes. Um, we, we've, we've, I've literally talked to at least one of them, and, and he was highly questioning whether he even wanted to sign with Orlando City um, as a homegrown. And Potempa, just, just from us hiring Potempa and him realizing how highly thought and how highly ranking Potempa now is with Orlando City, now it's gone from potentially not even wanting to sign here or highly considering not accepting like a homegrown or anything like that to um to now saying i'm going to go talk to mike to make sure everything is cool and you know this is a place i want to be so if we do get this um we do bring in at least one of these players from homegrown on a on a homegrown i should say um that's already that's already direct result of of our better restructuring and bringing in a, uh, somebody as highly regarded as Mike Potempa for sure um, over there um I don't even know if Mike even knows that yet but when the player gives you a call you don't know who it is yeah, <laughs> I know I know Mike listens so yeah 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 exactly. when he calls you yeah for sure and we know yeah um and what that is that's a result of a culture of winning having an impact on a player yeah he so said he said that guy's an excellent coach yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, and hopefully that culture goes up, goes upwards to us, and our recent MLS culture doesn't drop down to there because they are winners over there. Yeah. yeah. Well, no games this week, so uh, we don't have to worry about you know picking up a win or a loss or a draw or losing points again. Uh, I think we get on the get back on the on the uh, games next Saturday. Um. But yeah, anything else you guys want to add? I know we'll be hopefully recording from doing something with uh, SEMA next week. Mm-hmm. So bringing some more information and uh, hands-on stuff. So if you guys have any specific requests, you know, or things that you want to know or hear about or 
or things that pique your interest uh, from the academy or from the SEMA point of view, let us know. Shoot us a IM or a, a DM or something on Twitter uh, because we are going to be out there and hopefully answering uh, some questions and getting Mike Potempa on so he can uh, kind of give us some insight on, on how that relationship is going to go as well. Um, but other than that, we will see you again next Tuesday. We'll be previewing some games. Cleon, anything? It's still no Higita, no party. Yeah, we went over the Higita numbers again. Still is. I mean, there's literally no no other proof. We can't wait to see those, that uh, South American midfield. Hopefully we can get that going. Eddie, anything else? No, that's it, man. Let's just uh, get back to winning and uh, culture, 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 culture club. Yeah, I agree. I think it's all about the culture. I think... uh, I think Cleon, I think we're all onto something. I think, you know, Alex Leotard did mention that they're looking at adding. And O'Connor's been mentioning that the whole time. They're, yeah, the they're mentality. looking at adding people. Just another and, word for culture. Yeah, mentality and culture. And it's not easy to change what's been going on all year. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's going to take at least one off season, and, and who knows, going and, into next year. So Yeah, look 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 real quick at Baker Mayfield and how excited the Browns got after one win, right? It just, it, you know, we saw some positivity this this. Last match, all it takes is a little glimmer of hope. It's kind of so, like how DC United responded when Wayne Rooney showed up. Yeah, exactly. You That's know? right. Isn't that interesting? It Freaking is. Will Johnson, when, when you sign, just kick the ball. When you sign big name players like that, or you know, with a team the that's already built, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's amazing. All those how, trash how players got gonna, good all of a sudden. You right? know, when you're Seattle and you bring in a guy like Nico Ladero midway through the season, or you know, I could bring in, a, I could name a ton, but. Yeah. It's amazing what what that does. So hopefully Orlando City will be doing that soon. But we appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, sorry we went over again this week. JJ, hope you feel better. Thanks again for our sponsors. Uh, see you next time here on Orlando Lions Den Podcast. See you guys. Thanks for listening to the Orlando Lions Den Podcast. Until next time, be sure to check us out on Twitter and Facebook and at OrlandoLionsDen.com.